0: dog can you hear me oh yes yeah, son how are you i'm good man how are you everything's great dude nice to do this again nice to see you as always
1: always same to you my man i can already tell that the the volume situation is normalized this week
0: yeah i don't know what happened i really don't i don't either one of those things man sometimes lucifer just the away and fucks with us you
1: know right technology baby it's the uh, pandora's box
0: I got a uh, a lot of good responses from the last podcast, though, despite the audio interference.
1: Good, man. I thought that was a great one. They turned out to be super fucking awesome. Always yeah. cool to geek out about horror and metal with somebody. So it was fun.
2: Yeah,
0: man.
1: What's been going on in your world? Oh, you know, just uh, chilling in the decline of Western society. I figured. Yeah. I figured it was something like that. Yeah, it's, uh things are sort of spiraling out of control on campus right now. We had like 300 and something COVID diagnoses in the last 48 hours. Let's go. Yeah, they uh they they quarantined four sorority houses and apparently they're they're looking at doing some other quarantine. To, apparently all this entire thing has gone to shit uh with Greek groups, which I think is hilarious. That's like. pretty great.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, I expected you to sign on to this Zoom call and it to look like Thunderdome or something. Yeah,
1: we're getting there. We're not quite there yet. You can see my my blinds are falling down back there. So it's a, a start of the decay. But uh, yeah, you're good, man. Next time you see me, I'll have my fucking spiked up mohawk grown out. You'll just have
0: a mohawk coming out of and shoulder pads.
1: Right. So um, who are we talking to today? You hook this up we are talking to michael marshall of barbaric brutality tapes he is a big death metal fan he is also a power lifter if i'm not mistaken um and he's got a couple of couple of releases that have already been pre-ordered or he's already set pre-orders for it's a brand new tape label one of those releases is uh nothingness is the hollow gaze of death which was one of my favorite records of 2019 one of my top picks i think it was like my number six out of my top 15 i remember yeah fucking awesome awesome record but he's got a couple more things coming down the pipe um but just a super enthusiastic dude really loves the music and you can tell that he's trying to to do the, the the label right and i i think that there's something about that that's really cool yeah, I'm excited to talk to him about it. because yeah, me too, man. He's been very nice
0: and cool and supportive even before we were scheduled to do this. He's always yeah. good DMs. Yes. And, uh, he seems like a genuinely good guy. 100%. Yeah, he should be on soon. I sent him that invite. What have you been listening to in the past? I don't know. When's the last time we did this? Ten days ago? Two weeks ago? Uh,
1: lots and lots and lots of incantation. Dude. Incantation has got me back down the incantation hole, of course. same page. That shit rules, man. I like it a lot more than the last record. And the last record was good. It's not. A lot of these songs just get straight to the point, man. And I like that a lot. But the last last couple of days, as much as I've been loving incantation, I've been on a big power trip kick. Oh, yeah, Uh, you have to. That's awesome, That's fucking, that is so sad, dude. Like, I, you know. It is, man. Trying to be respectful and not be like, oh, what happened? But anytime somebody, dude is thirty-four years old, man. That's your question, man. I know. I. It's it's just an absolute tragedy. Um, and one of the things that's been absolutely fucking amazing to see so far, you know, the online metal community. As much as we talk about like brotherhood and friendship and bonds and support and all that kind of shit, a lot of times it seems like people just try to eat each other alive when something like this happens. I remember. Um, there have been multiple times in the past when I've been kind of embarrassed by the yeah. metal reaction of shit when it comes to situations that could really use a little bit more empathy. But the outpouring of love for this man for sure. and the support for his band and his family has just been absolutely fucking heartwarming. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I got in. I didn't get into the band until they put out Nightmare Logic. I think that was when a lot of people kind of got on board. That was their big breakthrough moment. But you know, I'm not going to put myself out there as like the most massive power trip fan in the world, even though I, I like their music a lot. But one of the things that's really touched me over the last few days is just how good of a dude he apparently was. And that uh, is, is endearing. Yeah, man, I agree. And even from not the metal community, it feels like
0: just a ton of people.
1: Yeah, fucking Fox News had some sort of uh, memorial segment for him. Fox News. I know, that's crazy. Just like the impact
0: that Power Trip has had in the short time they've been a thing. It's yeah. pretty amazing, man. Because they, they've reached some pretty high heights. They have, what, two full albums out? Maybe
1: three? Yeah, two, two full lengths and some odds and ends stuff. I think there's like a compilation. But yeah, uh, that's fucked up, man. I hope it not. is. It really, really is. Fucking cut down in his prime. I, 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 what can you say, man? You gotta say, you wonder what happened, though. I know I, I, I really do and I'm hoping that I
2: yeah, I don't no know way. I don't know what I'm
1: I don't know what I'm hoping for no nah, man nothing is going to be good either way No, there's uh, there's I mean you know it's it's sad when anybody dies but I think that there are a number of us to whom certain causes are particularly close and anytime you know you end up finding out that somebody has has died when you know it could have been avoided is, is sad. Of course, I'm saying all of this projecting. Like, this sure. has nothing to do with any of the reports that have come out or anything like that. I have no idea what happened to him, But They didn't release
0: anything, did they?
1: Not that I know of, no. I think they just said, please respect our, our privacy at this time. And, of course, you know, that's always a, a, a good thing to do. Did you ever see them? I did not. I did not. And
0: I've seen them twice. I saw them over I've, for the Misfits once. No shit. Yeah, man. They brought down the house. They opened an arena at, like, fucking two in the afternoon and just played like they were headlining. It was great. Full
1: Energetic thrash, man. They can fucking get people moving.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. Anyway, on a happier note, that new incantation does have me stuck on death metal. It's
1: a very – I feel like it's a very accessible incantation record. That's, like yeah, that when I said that like the they get straight to the point with a lot yeah. of those songs, it's like super accessible.
0: Yeah, and if you gave it to the, maybe a younger kid that didn't know much about Incantation, I feel like they could get into Incantation based on that record.
1: I think that you're probably right, uh, and that's we need more. We need that. Like yeah, I, very much I love so. the fucking dense, impenetrable shit, like fucking you know, Afterbirth or. Sure. defeated sanity or something like that but every now and then you know incantation from time to time has songs that are like really fucking long and droney and then there will be some of the shorter like super crazy ones but a lot of the stuff on here just seems like the kind of thing where anybody who can appreciate like quality catchy riffs is going to be able to pick something up on there yeah dude john McEntee is
0: a master I'm, I'm, oh, yeah I've always been a huge Incantation fan, so if this record makes me happy. Happier than the last few have made me, for sure.
1: Excellent, excellent.
0: Let's see what Michael has to say about the new Incantation record. Let's, Let's get him in, indeed. Let's do it.
3: What's up, guys?
0: Hey. What's
2: up, motherfucker?
3: What's up, man? <laughs> oh shit. So you, it begins.
0: Are you over the airwaves right now? Are you are you just uh, are you just an icon?
3: You know, this is all audio, man. I'm all sorry. Right, man. We're, to we're good with it. Me and me and Shuler right,
0: Rock. Sure. That, that's cool. Nice to Perfect. meet you, brother.
3: Thanks, nice to meet you as well. That Shuler, Nice to meet you, dude. We've been uh, thank DMing you, my three dude. Three.
1: <laughs>
3: big how you guys big doing?
1: big fan of yours. Uh, we're doing good, man. We were just a second just a second ago talking about how cool we think you are, how enthusiastic you are about the music that you like and the music that you create, the tape label that you got set up. Um, it's always really cool to get to geek out about this shit with somebody who sort of loves it the same way that you do. So we're stoked to talk to you tonight, man. Dude, thanks so much.
3: Absolutely. Like on the music part and just I'm getting jacked too. Definitely like work out on that shit. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I need to hear, I need to hear some of the secrets to the fucking, to the squat rack that
3: all this Let's all yeah.
2: do.
3: Oh, oh, we're going to, we're going to do the deep dive. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> So let's go. So, the- hey, first and foremost, like, I just want to say thanks for having me on. I'm like a huge fan of the podcast. Just in preparation for it, I went back and re listened to all the wrists and lifts and even just some of the older episodes. And it's some good shit. Thanks so much for having me on.
0: Well, you're welcome. And we're really sorry to hear that you did that.
1: Yeah, I know. You, why would you put yourself <laughs> through that?
0: <laughs> I, will, I will never get those hours back. No, you won't. But
1: we're honored, man. Thank you. Now you're, now you're part of it. You so uh, let me <laughs> let me ask about something first because I, I I was and I don't know why I got this impression. tell me if I'm totally wrong. I was under the impression that you were like in the Midwest somewhere are you are you traveling for work in California or do you are you always out there?
3: No, so I'm from Sacramento. Um, the company I work for is actually based out of Indiana. I am often in the midwest I, I pretty much just travel all over the country for work.
1: So okay. I feel
3: like in terms of like locations, I'll just be checking in in Utah, ran, random spots all over.
1: Okay, so maybe I did see you post something about Indiana at some point, maybe. Yeah,
3: that might've been, definitely. And okay, I get I, all the time that I don't sound like I'm from California at all. I don't know, I got a weird
1: clang or something, I don't know. I think that that's becoming more universal as uh, as as we spread out with technology, everybody sort of picks up everybody else's speaking habits.
3: Oh no doubt, definitely.
0: So, you so yeah, we're we're uh, metal to the world. Is that what you, is that what
3: you're doing what, in all these different states? Yeah, man. Just you know, slowly, just trying to get rich one cassette tape at a time. And <laughs> it, it is gonna it's it's, it's the long game. It's a very long process here. Me too, man.
0: So let's talk about that. I guess we should start there. Let's talk about how this uh, barbaric brutality came to be
3: in existence. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, honestly, probably just like most people's projects, uh, it was kind of a result of the uh, the quarantine. I was kind of maybe throwing the idea around a little bit prior to that. Um, well, I guess first and foremost, I, I, I used to play drums. I've played in bands for many moons. It's just so hard at this age, I'm like 30, to get a bunch of guys together, coordinate all your work schedules. So, I just decided, let's take a route that I can like still contribute to the scene, uh kind of just have a creative outlet and then i can actually give back and help support fans so i just felt like the most logical option was i'll I'll just start a label that was that yeah (laughs) yeah man so just to uh i guess to give some more details initially i wish i could give credit to who reposted them but it's just like you know so much music flooded in your stories i saw somebody reposted the Germanic Iron EP, the, our first release. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. I think the aesthetic, the logo, everything, initially, I kind of got the vibe that it would be like kind of some war metal or like kind of bestial black metal shit, you know? That's what but, I was
2: thinking
1: too.
3: Yeah, man. You know, so honestly, I almost kind of cruised right past it. And I'm kind of glad that I checked it out because nothing against that like subgenre or anything, but it's just not necessarily my cup of tea at all. So I reached out and yeah i mean I, I checked out the ep it was awesome obviously i'm sure you guys have listened to it it's kind of just all over the place it's got like some doomy elements even some fucking slams yeah and then and just some weird parts that are
1: one of the going. things that i think is one of the things that i think is pretty tight about your selection so far is that you've you've got germanic iron and then nothingness both of whom are bands that are pretty difficult to kind of pigeonhole into like a sub-genre of death metal do you think that was intentional like to get two in a row or did it just so happen to work out that way that nothing record is fucking awesome by the way one of my favorites of last year well
3: dude i know such a, honestly
1: i wish i could say it was
3: like by design or something but it just totally worked out that way i'm just i i totally have respect for like niche labels and somebody who like really wants to i guess for lack of better words like I don't want to. have the a negative connotation, but very, very maybe rigid with the sound or the roster. But I just want to kind of, kind of have some loose parameters. As long as I think it's like heavy, kind of. I guess we're trying to coin the catchphrase, you know, like heavy, raw, guttural. Those are like pretty much the uh, the qualifications, you know. So even Solid. if it's kind of, oh. yeah, even if it kind of uh, delves into the doom realm or a little more brutal or slam, I just kind of want to have a like a real diverse roster. It's something that appeals to everybody.
1: I like that. I think that that's probably a good move, too, especially when you're talking about moving physical media. You know, I think that if you have something different to offer the people who are trying to collect this stuff, you're going to you're going to have a bigger fan base gravitate. towards you. Yeah, no doubt, man. And, and I just think just from a demand like aspect,
3: I mean, there's like so many labels out and it's often awesome. there's like so many people who have like perfected that aesthetic of maybe like, you know, like an old Xerox like zine early 90s. And I I fuck with that aesthetic also, but I've just – I realize there's so much out there. So we're just trying to take some different directions, things like putting out bands like Hate Inclination, just trying to go a little different with, like, the layout, just taking a little different aesthetic, you know? Yeah, dude, that's tight. Is this just you?
0: Is this a one-man show, or who else do you have uh, behind the scenes helping you out? Because I wanted to say, your uh, your marketing is very good, man. It's very cool, especially, like, that – like digital video ad for the ruin tapes and shit. Like, I'm just personally curious uh, what goes into all of that.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I wish I could take credit for that, but I can't at all. That's the homie Kenny. He's been. Kenny. He's, we've been like. Kenny. Much for best. Kenny. <laughs> hey. Shout out to Kenny. He would have been on the podcast, but I have him on like a very strict design
1: deadline. So I couldn't let him out of the
2: house. <laughs> this dude, dude said, I you.
1: beat Kenny into submission and said, stay on the ball, motherfucker. You don't get to Shamed. talk on the podcast. it into the dungeon till next time. Maybe we'll get Kenny.
2: Oh, nice.
3: exact Straight up, man. You have to delegate. So I couldn't have him <laughs> on. Maybe next time Kenny can come out.
1: <laughs> I've heard that, bro. He's calling shots.
3: <laughs> I love it. Love yeah, it. But- Kenny's the man and like I said it just kind of worked out because we've been best friends since age 12 um he just recently got into graphic design uh I think he started going to school for it last year the timing couldn't have been better and we just communicate so well we've been best homies forever so we can just talk shit if one of us don't like an idea we don't walk on eggshells we just let each other know and it's just a really good relationship you know I, I feel like I mean ultimately at the end of the day it is just like It is a hobby, it's a passion project, it's DIY, but we are treating it like a business because we do want to grow because I feel like that's in the best interest of the fans that we put out. So, communication is just like first and foremost with any business. So, we have that dynamic and that relationship, so it's just been working out really well. So, Kenny's in charge of the aesthetics. Yeah, man. So, pretty much we brainstormed. I'm the idea, man. I have absolutely zero talent, but I got these ideas. So... (laughs) that's all we we usually just
0: go ahead man oh go
3: ahead i was
0: just gonna say i mean all you haven't been around for that long you know you're relatively new and i mean it just seems very professional and very very appealing like i'm uh, i was just impressed just from both just a marketing businessman to businessman standpoint i uh, i respect the hustle it's very it's very good
3: Dude, thanks so much. It's just like ultimately comes down to like old boy mentality. My dad, he was just always like, if you're going to do some shit, do it right or don't do it at all, essentially. So I just kind of like try to, I mean, not far from perfect, but I try to apply that anything I'm serious about. Just try to go all in. Kenny's attention to detail is freaky. It's on like tweaker levels, but that's what you need to like execute like all kinds of shit, lighting, shadows on the mock-ups. He's just like very... And that's what I lack. I kind of like have like a big vision, like say, hey, we can incorporate these elements. Um, We kind of do like what you were referring to, the Ruin mock-up. For each release, we want to do, we're just calling it the final mock-up where we just try to stunt hard and do some cool shit to build some hype. And the Ruin one, and we're trying to now, we're trying to incorporate like personal aspects of the band. Like, so we'll reach out. We reach out to Hate Inclination, try to get some ideas, like interests, hobbies. I don't know, just trying to make it a little more personal, you know? Yeah.
1: For sure. It's great. One of the the things that I'm curious about, you know, there's, there's the passion that you have to put into a project like this, which you guys clearly have. There's the talent, the attention to detail, which you guys clearly have. But we had fun talking to the desert wastelands guys about this too. Tell us a little bit about the actual business part of getting going. How did you find out about the cost? How did you find out about startup expenses? How did you find out about manufacturing facilities? Because like, One of the things that I have realized, like getting into radio, is that having been a fan of this kind of music and a collector of it for, you know, over half my life, over 20 years at this point, if you told me, like, if I had the money to start a fucking record label tomorrow, I wouldn't even know where to begin. So what was you guys' journey through that process like?
3: Yeah, no doubt, man. So actually, I mean, we're kind of stumbling through it, but you know, it's the whole fake it till you make it thing, I guess. But initially I just reached out, speaking of Desert Wasteland Productions, I just reached out to Sean, uh, letting oh, nice. him know I had the idea. Like, yeah, and that dude was just like- He's the best, disclosed so much information. Yeah, he gave me um, the analog company that duplicates their tapes, pretty much just like the, just everything. Uh, just like recommendations for how many tapes he gives from the release he gives to the band, how many he withholds for distro trades, accounting for defects, all kinds of stuff. So right off the bat, I felt like we kind of had a head start just because that dude's fucking awesome. And he, he was a he was really, really willing to share that information. I yeah. uh, just recently made made just recently made a video on the Instagram. I was kind of just saying that. I feel like it's it's real common that maybe you see a successful label or a successful artist and you look up to them and it might be one of your favorite bands or favorite labels, and you almost get a little starstruck, especially if you're maybe a younger cat, you know, there's a lot of younger kids in the scene. But it's like, yeah, it's a small thing. This just like, real accessible. Just reach out respectfully. And, like, most people, it's, like, what they love to do. Like, I don't know anybody who doesn't love to talk about their hobbies, you know? So yeah. <laughs> so they're sure. definitely going to share that with you. Hey, man,
0: well, I appreciate it personally just because um, I don't know if you've seen, but we're starting a little distro under Death Comes Lifting, too, in hopes to kind of expand into an underground record label a little bit. So I kind of like to suck up all the uh, – information and tips I can so like just talking to people like you and Sean and everything really uh it's really cool and everybody couldn't be more generous with their information and their time and I think that's a pretty special thing especially when you're talking about music that's just about fucking killing people and shit I think it's pretty rad
3: dude straight up at the end of the day I mean we're all just like pretty cool cats for the most part I mean there's some dickheads just like everywhere but I don't fuck (laughs) with them so I kind of have a (laughs) got a cool little network of good friends and I think that was the biggest aspect is just developing that network, which is extremely easy now because we have a pretty cool little death metal community on the gram. I mean, there's fucking people on guarantee on everybody, every death metal kid's Instagram friend list. There's probably somebody who does art, somebody who could do layout, somebody who's maybe got like a grown ass job that knows some business shit. So you can just reach out, you know, and ask questions. You got resources all around you for sure. Awesome, man. Do you plan on doing a uh, any distro
0: items uh, in the future? Or are you strictly sticking to, like, uh, you want to just
3: release bands? We definitely, well, right now we're just releasing. We want to build up a pretty cool little distro. I, I came up and uh, kind of, actually, a little unconventional. I didn't necessarily come up in the metal scene. I came up in the punk scene. So ever since I was, I want to say maybe, like, you know, started going to shows at, like, 12 years old, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And there was just, like, Always kind of that, like, maybe, like, burned-out 25-year-old dude who's got a little box of seven inches, you know? But I thought that dude was hella cool, always. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for
3: real. And and,
0: and then you realize you are that dude one day.
3: Yeah, no, no, I'm just that 30-year-old dude now, straight up. So, I once shows start up, I mean, we might do, we may do an online distro, but I kind of just want to have, like, a pretty cool little physical distro just to have a table at shows. I always thought that that's something I've always wanted to do since I was a teenager. So I thought that'd be pretty badass. Even get some patches, pins, little merch here and there. I thought it thought would be a pretty cool idea.
1: Super badass, man.
0: That would be this, cool.
1: And, this, and I, I think that the uh, the the punk ethos when it comes to distros and when it comes to merch and stuff like that is is really genuine. And if that's the kind of scene that you came up in, then that. I mean it seems like you're heading in a good direction dude. And I'm excited to see where it goes.
3: Thanks man, I really appreciate it. We got some pretty cool pretty cool stuff in the hopper and I got to be honest with you. I mean I didn't initially I just reached out to Germanic Iron and took it from there. We had already announced the pre-release before we even had a uh or the pre-order rather before we even reached out to Nothingness. So it just kind of worked out. Now honestly we even have more work than almost we can handle. It's like, you just put out a couple of good releases. Um, I mean, that's the first impressions, everything. I felt like we kind of came correct a little bit with those first two. Okay. And I mean, yeah, from there now it's just people, bands are recognizing us. Even some bands are reaching out to us now. It's fucking awesome. So it's kind of what we've always wanted. All
1: right. Well, we've, we've heard about Michael Marshall, the death metal entrepreneur. Let's, let's talk about the death metal fan um you're a big slam guy are you not i am you know what kind of a a newer slam fan but i do fuck with slam hard slam and brutal death metal i just i i admire your your merch collection um and seeing some of the 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 tapes that you've collected and some of the other bands that you're into i i thought that that was kind of your main thing and i was expecting your label to be like a a straight up slam label. So I mean of course everything you guys are doing is super cool and I'm excited to see, you know, where it goes. Uh but I was a little bit surprised. I thought you were I thought you were like a diehard slam guy. No, you know what? I, I gotta be honest. I wish I could
3: be like, oh, I've been listening to Mortal Decay since I was three years old or something, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like fucking nineteen ninety four and some shit. But I just got into this shit like probably I mean really brutal death and slam within Really into it within the past year, I'd say. I Dude, mean, probably is... with like many, well, a lot of people are maybe like uh oh, What's up? turned away by the aesthetic? I think we've already talked about this before, just in the DMs. It's some cornball shit, usually, you know. Yeah, but...
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, this is and actually. This is actually really interesting to me, man, because I, first of all, I, I think that this kind of music is for everybody. Like at the end of my show, I say death metal belongs to you because I, like, I believe that shit. I want people to be able to enjoy this and not be intimidated by it. But it's, it's really interesting to me to get to talk to somebody who, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm 37, so I'm older than you. But I feel like once you hit your 30s, you guys kind of, you, you have sort of an, an adult type thing in common. I'm curious about how you got into it um like at this at like at the age that you're at but then also sort of what's the stuff that you were exposed to first like i i remember getting into this stuff when i was younger and a lot of the shit was harder to find but now with the internet the way it is it seems like you can probably just find stuff everywhere so sort of what was your inroad for that especially coming from punk you know there had to be sort of a crossover
3: band i would imagine right yeah absolutely i'll give you guys the abridged version here
1: so
2: no, give us the punk. long
1: version. Tell us the whole fucking story. The
3: whole cannoli. All right. We're diving deep. I'm a fucking muse. I'm, I love this shit. So here we go. What's up? So yeah, I pretty much pretty much started out in the punk scene. Um from there it was, you know, just basically one of my all time favorite bands ever is Misfits. Got a Misfits sure. tattoo. Zach, I know you're a big Misfits guy too.
0: Also have a Misfits tattoo. We're blood. That's what's Hell up. Hell yeah.
3: There you go. <laughs> yeah. So at the time I was really drawn to punk. Um more so i think for the aesthetic musically it was cool i loved the raw energy and how it was just like real diy going their own way but i felt like in retrospect or i, I realized i was always seeking something heavier at the time just like my age i guess it's like a, the historical context of it all the metal kids were just like kind of hot topic dorks that wore trip pants and like slipknot shirts and shit
2: <laughs> when i was
3: in middle school and i just said I don't know. I never saw myself dressing like that. You know, I said, I don't know. These kids are dorks. And it was when like Mudvayne was around. So you even had some kids with like trying to grow a little goatee. They got some little, little braids, you know,
2: all all the way
1: into the new metal imagery. Yes, sir. Dude, it
3: was deep in the new metal aesthetic for sure. So at that time, I mean, I just knew I wanted something that was heavy, but I just took the route of punk because Firstly, I just thought the aesthetic was a lot cooler and the kids that listened to metal at my school were just kind of just fucking dorks. Sure, so man. we went that route. I had, a, um, I had a pretty cool group of friends. We initially got into, you know, all the, all the usual, you know, Misfits, Sex Pistols. And then from there, you know, like a lot of 80s hardcore, like a Black Flag, Reagan Youth, all that sure. stuff. Yeah. Um, and then it just, I think just like for the, the rest of my life, it's been a pursuit of heavier music. I then got into like what called street punk kind of cheesy but you know like bands like the casualties the unseen
2: yeah.
3: a little heavier a little faster um from there it went to crust punk which is where it would be like really my first exposure to metal because that's I'm, i mean uh, i found out years later but it's so funny because so many death metal bands were inspired by D-beat bands like
1: discharge or even yes. like knee and shit fucking dude and i like his Hero is Gone and Tragedy are two of my all-time favorite bands.
3: Dude, yeah. That whole, like, melodic hardcore scene from Ashes Rise and shit. Dude, yes. so good. Hell yeah. So good. Dude, I fucked with all that. So I definitely, like, flirted with metal for a long time. And then, like, there was even – so crust punk is, like, extremely, like, politically conscious, even yep. more so than any other subgenre of the punk. Uh, so a lot of my friends, they kind of got in – Punk for those motivations so they went more down the road of like a kind of anarcho like bands like Crass, conflict flux of pink indians i took a little different route i don't know i'm just kind of a goofy cat at that time i just wanted to get drunk and have a good time so i went down like the guar gg allen fucking That's fast just what's the weird you know goofball punk shit you know or not even yeah. punk really
2: <laughs>
3: but yeah and you know bands like anal cunt, just stupid stuff but and it still has its place that, though man it's fun great. yeah super important yeah it really it really does And at the time it was like really fucking fun and that was my exposure to like real heavy music and i mean there's like even bands it's it's so funny because i haven't listened to punk for years and now that i'm kind of getting back into like uh the so i guess the like heavy music scene there's so much crossover like uh, like bands like a gothicles even oh, like yeah. i remember like being yeah i remember being 17 and like Some crust kids were kind of flirting with like Grindcore that I, or uh, Gore Grind that I kicked it with. Like shit like General Surgery,
2: County Medical
3: Examiners, stuff like that. So yeah, then after that, I kind of had a weird departure into like, I don't even know what you'd call it. It's like weird scene Grindcore, bands like Daughters, The Locust, Great Redneck Hope.
1: Stuff like that, oh, yeah, like that crazy fucking spastic hardcore shit, the mathy shit, yeah. I I, I listened to yeah. a good chunk of that myself for a while years back, yeah. Especially the Locust, I was like, this is fucking insane. It's fucking wild. I can't I
3: can't even listen to it anymore now. You know, my my, my music taste changed, but that was my shit at the time, so I loved yeah. it. And uh honestly, from there, I kind of just had a little departure. The punk scene, I mean, it's got a lot of cool aspects, but it's got a lot of aspects that I really don't like. I feel like it's very like an elitist kind of cult, very pretentious, you know. So I kind of just laid low off of going for shows for a little while, just trying to get my life together. And then I just just reappeared in the scene running the most successful death metal cassette label in all of Sacramento.
1: That's that what's up. Be. A true American <laughs> success
3: story. oh man but oh I forgot to mention I apologize so from from I guess that weird grindcore scene a lot of it seems I mean I'm sure you guys have seen it too a lot of uh the current death metal kids or black metal kids a lot of them came up in the punk scene it's just kind of a natural progression I've seen
2: yeah
3: definitely very common so I definitely had a brief little um I guess you could say pit stop I don't even know a little detour into black metal don't I mean, I dabble with it these days, but I'm 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 with Teen Sean. Like, fuck DSBM.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> fuck, fuck uh, yeah. Have you Zach? Have you seen that? Have you seen the um, the Desert Wastelands submission criteria?
0: Oh yes. Oh yes.
1: I know exactly. It's fucking hilarious. Don't yeah. send us DSBM. Don't send us drone. <laughs> don't send us post anything. I I, res, I respect a group of dudes who know what they like.
3: They do, man. Dude, you got you to draw the line in the sand sometimes. We were, we were joking around. We were joking around. With like, we thought it would be funny. To, I was saying, we should fucking make like a public service announcement. You know what I mean? Like like signs that your friends might be getting into the FBM,
2: You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: like They're like taking pictures in dark hallways, taking pictures in dark bathrooms.
2: <laughs> you got to give
3: these motherfuckers a hug, man. Give them a hug and something to eat. I know, man. But yeah, that's kind of how I stumbled into to metal. I mean, like I said, over the years, I just kind of flirted with it. Um, honestly, I really want, I mean, I'd say it's a 50-50 split. I listen to probably just as much rap as I do metal, just all kinds, okay. all across the board. Those are pro- predominantly like the two genres. I, I dabble with some others, but those, those two, I, uh, that's my bread and butter right there. Definitely.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: What do you listen to when you lift? Yeah, let's talk about fucking lifting. Talk about the squat
3: rack. What goes on? Straight straight up. The most ignorant slam I can find. Yes. uh,
2: That's what we (laughs) like to hear.
3: (laughs) I feel like that's the ideal lifting music. Like, I honestly like just nothing too fancy. Just like brass cat slam, like gore vent, or even like gut fed or something. Just something that's almost stupid. You can't listen to it if you're not lifting, kind of. (laughs) yeah i mean that's
1: that that shit locks into you know a rep rhythm really easily like you know cephalotripsy analepsy those bands that shit it's like it was made for for lifting totally that's what it is it's the tempo the
3: cadence it's almost slams like extremely formulaic and that's why i love it because i mean sometimes when you're about to like you you're you get your breathing on point. You kind of get psyched up, and then there's maybe just like a real chaotic part where it's like blasting. You can't really get in the zone, you know what I mean? You want some like yeah. heavy ass slams. You could count on it being very formulaic, and you can know when to go and get in the squat rack, you know?
1: And like I, you know, there's every now and then you'll hear that as like some sort of a, a critique or whatever. And f- you know, to an extent, I get it, but at the same time, I don't have to be surprised by everything that I listen to. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't always need to be challenged. It's okay for me to hear some shit that I expect to hear and enjoy and, and dedicate to a specific purpose. Especially at
0: the gym, sometimes you just need something a little dumber that you don't got to think about. You want to put in your thought, your energy into the workout or into the reps. You don't need like anything that's going to blow your mind. You need some like kind of low vibration, yet, easy, yet accessible
1: Dude, I uh the other day i i went for a run with fucking I, people have been telling me to check out this band forever and i had been for whatever reason is just one of those bands that fell through the cracks they just released a new record it's called imperial triumphant
2: oh yeah and, and they're on uh, yeah <laughs>
1: I I checked that shit out because I got a promo of it and I put it on to go for a run and I was like, this is the worst fucking decision I have ever made in my life. You can't work out to that. Yeah, I was going to say. No, man. It was just like, it was like, I was like, this is like a Pollock painting or something, it, it, but but sound. I couldn't lock into anything. It was just like, it was crazy. And like, that, that's not really the kind of music that I listen to too much anyway. It's a little bit too out there for me, but I would have been a lot more likely to enjoy it if i hadn't been listening to it while i was trying to run fucking seven miles in august it was rough yeah that's brutal you have a negative association with that forever probably i know i know i'll be on my deathbed cursing it
3: no doubt man it, it really is like yeah i don't really go to the gym to like listen listen to like oh like introspective music or like yeah. to contemplate <laughs> you know what i mean i just got to go in there and i like something I got, like i said just something with a good cadence uh, so usually it's like, oh, you know what? Ashley Shuler, you put me on the jungle rot. That's just like, like you said, kind of just some real uh, meat yes. and potatoes death metal. And I think that's like perfect gym Great,
1: music. Great uh, jungle rot, tempo. meat and potatoes. Jungle rot is the fucking breakfast casserole of death metal. It is, <laughs> it is, it is, yeah. dense, it is protein rich. It is covered <laughs> in delicious fats and it will make you into a human monster. And that's what we want it to do. Dude, hell yeah. There's it,
3: something that I've heard it like said a lot. and I think that, you know, on the Heavy Hole podcast, they kind of talk about this idea of like working class death metal and I hella like that. I, <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just I feel like that's what like Jungle Rot hella is, you know. For sure. Absolutely. Do you ever hop oh, yeah, at the gym? Oh, all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, man. Yeah,
0: so what what hip hop are you into?
3: Yeah, honestly, so I listen to like um you know that's like a genre I haven't really like seeked a lot of new artists I'm kind of like real active in metal I kind of just
2: recycle yeah,
0: a lot of the just shit I learned I don't know any new ones either
3: <laughs> Yeah it's hard it's like I'm just like all my focus is kind of on metal finding new artists but I listen a lot of like a lot of the older stuff well, of course like my brother's eight years older than me, so like his favorite group in the 90s, like Bone Thugs and Harmony, 3-6 sure. Mafia, a lot, a lot of like the OG shit, Brother Lynch Hung, just some like wild shit too, you know? Yeah, that's <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, it's almost like Caveman Metal, just in a different way. It has that same, it registers the same way almost, you know, like the Lynch Mob or something like that.
3: Yeah, straight up. And no, hey, make no mistake, that shit's heavy as hell, and that's just right. in its own way, yeah. you know?
0: It just is a, in packaged a different way, but it comes from the
3: same place. Yeah, totally. And then and in terms of, like, maybe some new artists, there's, like, a, a rapper Bones that I really like. This dude's fucking awesome. He, like, he kind of embodies, like, the DIY spirit as well. He, I mean, he's, like, extremely successful. He launches an incredible amount of merch. Uh, but all of, he's never sold music. All of his music he gives away for free. He's extremely prolific. Um, just the sound, too. He's all over the place. He's not afraid to experiment, like, sonically. And he's just got kind of a darker aesthetic, so I feel like I kind of have an affinity for that. So, yeah, Bones. I would definitely check that out. I will do that, man. Thank you for the
1: recommendation. Oh, yeah, of course. So, with as much traveling as you do, how do you uh, – do you have, like, a gym membership that you go from place to place? Because let me – let's – I guess that I've kind of assumed this, but I should probably ask it explicitly. You, you're you you're like a power lifter, right? Like, you have a, a regimen and a routine and all that shit, do you not? Yeah, well, you know, I am. I am on a program
3: – Prior to the COVID, like, uh, quarantine, I was planning. I already had a meet in mind. It would have been my first meet. So I was on, the program I was on was a uh, fifth Set, which is developed by a pretty cool-ass dude named Swede Burns. He's just, uh, it's kind of like a more raw lif- a raw powerlifting program, but he came from a background and, like, equipped powerlifting. Um, I was seeing, honestly, I was seeing, like, really good strength gains on that. It was, like, a surefire program. I was sticking to it. I was real fired up. And obviously the whole world shut down in March. So now I'm just trying to, just trying to get a
1: bicep vein. That's my only goal. (laughs) Just just trying to look like I live for once. (laughs) So how do you, how do you stick to it on the road?
3: Yeah, man. So what I do is I have a, I have a home membership here and then I have an additional just 24 hour fitness membership. Um, Fortunately, they're pretty saturated on the West coast. We'll nice. see. I know they're shutting down a lot of locations now with everything happening, but yeah, I mean, honestly, I try to set it up that I only train really one day out on the road. I usually travel Monday through Thursday, so I was only going three days a week. Now I'm going four, so yeah, it's not too bad. I just spread it out. I kind of don't really like the commercial gym scene at all. Fortunately, my home gym here in Sacramento, it's real cool. It's like a powerlifting gym. I'm like the only fat kid bodybuilder in there. You know, everybody else is way stronger than me, but they're all pretty, <laughs> pretty cool people. Have great life, etiquette, man. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's an awesome gym, but you know, you got a 24 hour fitness. It's not the most ideal situation, but you still just got to stick to it. So right now I think I kind of, I kind of shifted my training more towards uh, what I guess people would call like a power building or more like power bodybuilding um, where I'm putting emphasis on the compound movements my all my barbell movements and also just put in a lot of power lifters they're notorious for coming in and squatting for two hours and doing like a couple sets of lap pull downs and leaving you know so <laughs> I want to I want to put emphasis on the uh like still gaining strength on the barbell movements but yet at the same time I'm focusing on a lot of isolation single joint movements really like I just said before I really just want to look like I lift I don't you know <laughs> you see some guys do power, powerlifters lifters who've been in the gym for ten years and you would never guess so they go to a gym, you know? so I want yeah, to I w I wanna I wanna move the shit and look like it too. I
1: feel I feel that man. I really do.
0: I need to hook you up with some gear, dude. I need some dude. Gear. hell yeah. Death comes lifting up that gym, man. I'll send you some
3: stickers and shit. Dude, what? I will buy your stickers. And I bought no, a couple no, no. casket slime tapes. They ship to Kenny. I uh I'm moving Get this a- weekend a- but I want to Hell yeah. I think we got the last two. And I you did I uh just messaged Cash's Cassius, Cassius line too. I told him I'm gonna order a shirt, but I'm uh, moving, so I needed to wait to get my new address.
1: Alright, well when you do, you will be hooked up, man. Thank you for yeah, man. So, so Are perfect. you guys is uh is barbaric brutality gonna do some label merch? Because I would rep the shit out of a shirt. Definitely. So I'm so glad you asked
3: that is my favorite aspect. Not my favorite aspect, I love the music, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) the merch is where it's Dude, I'm a
3: I'm a I'm a merch demon, dude. I love it. I'm just like all about it. So from that aspect of it, I'm real excited about. It's a fine line because we are a brand new label. So I didn't want to come too hard with the merch yet. But then again, I mean, bands like Sangless you know, got an E P and like twenty two shirts. So it's like labels can get in it too, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely for sure man
3: yeah so we got i think next up um in terms of merch i think the first merch drop. i will not to give too many details but i think we're gonna do a hat and a shirt there definitely don't will it. be some real tree camo
1: and there will be some neon for sure oh shit it is time to get <laughs> in the deer woods yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> absolutely man yeah so
3: that we got um we got a couple other artists we're working with too in the past, we've just kind of like used the element of surprise and just dropped a J card and announced. But I thought I'd use the opportunity like to just do some shameless plugs.
2: Please do. Um,
3: we got, yeah, we got a really cool artist. Um, and it's real, I guess, real special to me because I mean, all the releases that we've released so far have already been maybe like self-released, out on another label, out on another format, which is great. I mean, I'm glad we put them on a cassette. But I also just one thing that was real important for me. I just really take pride in like my taste in music, finding new artists, kind of curating the sound. And the next, I think th- it should be three releases, are just going to be like fresh new bands, their first time putting out physical uh, formats. So mm-hmm. it, it should be awesome. Awesome. Fuck okay, yeah, man. Yeah, we You're got right. the next one up is uh, it's a band. I mean, I've been kind of spamming the shit out of them, so probably a lot of people know already. But uh, snuffed on site yeah 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 super cool they band man like they they kind of they gave me they give me some uh real like early internal bleeding vibes maybe even like early like dying fetus you know um,
2: That's what's kinda, like,
3: real, yeah dude or even just like very suffocation tyrexia just that whole early new york scene you know where like they where they blend like metal death metal and hardcore yeah like, how it should be. Like, theoretically, they're what, like, Death core you think it would be when you hear that, um, but far from what the cheesy shit Death core actually is.
1: Yeah, dude, <laughs> I I had a conversation about that on Twitter the other day, and of course got fucking reamed for it, but, like, when you think about Death Corps, when you think about, like, the term in and of itself, that new Terminal Nation record should be what Death Core is. That's what we should be talking about when we talk about Death Corps. True. It's like,
3: dude, Death I, Metal I, I was a hard...
1: Hardcore sound and a hardcore ethos like and some of the stuff that is that is the deathcore as it's known, you know like I I feel like that I feel like it uh, is more about sort of mimicry music wise and not necessarily spirit wise and I'm not gonna sit here and say There's not any deathcore that I like because there is there are several bands that I think are doing some really cool shit with that sound Um But I just almost feel like there should be a different name for it. I feel like Deathcore is like – Deathcore should be like the spirit of hardcore, you know, mixed with death metal. So bands like Terminal Nation, bands like Creeping Death, bands like Gate Creeper, like all that shit to me has so much more of a hardcore mixed with death metal vibe. I think we've come too far
0: in the metalcore with the metalcore label to change it now. I don't think – Oh, you're right. We're not going to
1: change the world. I wish we could. Only, but I'm – I totally agree, and I mean, even,
3: you see, even bands like um, I like we use like, made like some vegan straight edge hardcore bands you know, like Earth Crisis, Gather, like they had, like straight up like chugging breakdowns and shit, you know that, and that's like what I think like hardcore and metal like mix like should sound like. I think it sounds sick. It's tough. It's hard, but I Thanks. think like what like coined coins um deathcore, you know, it's like you know metalcore. You have like early As I like dying, like the whole like At the Gates core kind of like the whole yeah. melodic death metal thing. and i think that's where like the core i think that in the death core where they draw the death from is that aspect which i'm not too crazy about melodic
1: death metal i mean it
3: has has its place but i'm I'm not i'm not
1: super crazy about it you know i i love that shit i fucking i like to listen to melodic death metal and soar on the wings of the fucking blackest eagles man (laughs) that shit carries me away But I do, Do I do understand people not really getting into it, you know, like I, I don't know, that to me is some of the first death metal that I found, like I got into, back in the late 90s, mid to late 90s, I got into like DSI and Six Feet Under, so I was listening to like Florida death metal, American shit, but my junior, my sophomore or my junior year of high school, um, I was using, do either of you guys know what MIRC was? No. No. Internet internet relay chat it was like one of the first peer-to-peer like uh chat clients where you could send files and shit to each other and there was this channel that i used to be in called mp3 death metal where people would like trade shit and somebody in there put me on to in flames and at the gates and this was back in like 1999 1998 so at the gates had already broken up but in flames i think it just put out Clayman. um and that sh- it, dude, it was just so catchy. It was like all the catchy guitar shit that I loved about like Iron Maiden, but mixed with sort of like this really brash, deathy vocal delivery. And I, man, I, I just fell in love with it. I still, I still love it, still do.
3: Yeah, I mean, I really, I definitely still like that genre. Maybe even more so. Maybe like I'd say brutal death, kind of the same, or maybe slam. But like some of these subgenres, like melodic death, very polarizing. I feel like. Oh, and sure. I mean, I I told yeah and i mean it's just like you like it or you don't it's one of those yeah. genres i'm not fond of it but i totally see like the utility in it because i feel like it's way more accessible for somebody just trying to like almost like a gateway
2: drug yeah. you know
3: into like oh, it, <laughs> like the
2: it real was for me shit, you know
1: absolutely
2: yeah, it was
3: totally.
1: absolutely a fucking gateway for me like that that shit really resonated with me at that time because there was so much to grab onto. you know i had i had already been into like iron maiden and some more traditional metal like that and uh hearing some of those same kind of guitars and the melodies of the guitars that were so catchy like combined with that really brash vocal delivery i was just like man this is fucking this is where i want to be this is my shit yeah
3: totally and i i haven't like like i mentioned before just growing up i always played in bands nothing notable worth mentioning just shitty punk bands but i played drums so i think i always listened through to music through like a specific lens Um, and everybody listens to something different. Somebody like people, some people, the vocals may make or break it. Some people can totally look past that. Some people are all about the riffs. I'm just like really into drumming. So I feel like I've landed on like brutal death and slam because I feel like they have like some of the best drummers in the world. It's incredible. So I I feel like my history and just playing drums, like, I feel like that definitely plays into
1: like the music I'm currently like
2: and listening to. Sure. Dude, yeah. man.
1: Brutal death metal drummers are fucking machines. That shit is incredible.
3: Dude, absolutely. like my favorite drummer is like uh that fucking uh dude from Epicardiectomy. That dude's an absolute dork. He looks like a like a Tilly's mannequin or something. But dude's <laughs> fucking little dude sick. <laughs> it's
2: wearing, has, like
0: You have to be sick, man. You have to be in shape to play that shit. There's
3: just no way around it. Yeah, man, and it's just incredible. I just love I'm I'm into really like cool details. That's why I love Slam. You know how they all I don't even know I'm a terrible drummer, I don't even know the terminology, but like, you know, just all the little symbol things, all the little nuanced details in Slam drumming, I absolutely love it. It's it's
1: yep. it's all awesome I mean, even even when the drums are programmed, which you which you hear a lot and which doesn't bother me at all. I've never I've never cared about that one way or the other. As long as they're there and they're sound good, I'm happy. But like some of the more, some of the more well-programmed drumming in Brutal Death Metal, but then also like Gore Grind and Slam, I think is really uh, so rich and full sounding. I like that shit.
3: Yeah. yeah and I, you know, I think a, pe- a lot of people are warming up more to like program drums. I mean, I think obviously like Fluid's probably had a big part in that. And I think it, it's sick. I mean, you would think me coming from a background of playing drums might have like a hardline stance against it, but that's just sick. That's awesome.
1: It's I on, agree, like, man.
3: 808s I, and fucking hip hop hi hats in there and shit.
1: Yes, <laughs> dude. Awesome. That, that uh, the first time I heard a fluid song that really like went for it with the fucking with the the hip hop sound and hi hat like trap beats, I was like, this is fucking awesome. Why have we not been doing this already? Dude,
3: I thought the same thing. It's so great, and there's just so many people like, like I don't. I just I love. That's what the aspect I love about like that i'm now running this label is that i could put maybe bands that necessarily like because of the aesthetic there's like a little uh barrier of entry maybe that turns people's away like i mean fluids is a perfect example having like a kind of like a real gore collage yeah. like a lot of cats who were maybe into like the maggot stomp ro- roster wouldn't be into that but because like maggot stomp released it um shown a light on it that Cat Scott, like, obviously built, like, an incredible amount of credibility, you know? The yeah. people trusted them. Like, yeah. so if that's what I really want to do, just be careful with the releases we choose and get to this point where we have enough credibility that we can take risks and just say, like, hey, trust us, this shit slaps, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and if you keep up going the way you're going, I have no doubt that people are going to trust you like they do uh Maggot Stomp. Mag- maggot Stomp recently, you know, with all the, there's, They've really got the whole caveman thing uh, down. But then when they put out that Thetis record, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking crazy ass, like dense New York tech death. This is amazing. So once they, you know, decide to branch out into a new direction, like if it's got a label on it that I trust, I'll fucking check it out. I don't care. Definitely.
3: Totally. And I thought I saw that was like a huge major turning point. I'm a little biased just because I'm like a big brutal death fan right now, but yeah. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. this cat, Scott Magasomp, got a bunch of like old school death metal heads listening to like technical brutal death metal. You know, <laughs> it's just <laughs>
2: exactly. it's so
3: awesome, you know?
2: Yeah. Exactly. It, it,
3: and it, it's incredible. And even like shit like I fuck with like Visceral Max, I love that EP. Those yeah. guys are awesome. And that's like just some like just sick ass, like tough old school brutal death metal. And it's like refreshing, you know? Obviously, I love like riffs and grooves and like old school death metal but i mean it's the it's been the flavor of the month for the past couple years so naturally it's just going to become really saturated you know and uninspired so it's cool to see some fresh shit coming up you know getting some uh getting the spotlight
1: 100 agree
3: what are some
0: new bands that uh have been really firing you up lately what's some what's some shit you recommend that people should check out whether they're something on your radar on your release radar or
3: not yeah fuck yeah! So i actually write a little list in preparation Man, i didn't t- want to oh.
2: uh,
3: yeah, yeah i'm, I'm terrible
2: we've the ever had, dude.
3: dude thank you i'm just like that dude who like uh can't remember song names or album titles on the spot yeah so, like i just rem- i just remember always being like you know when you're a kid you start going to shows and there's always that like dickhead kid who's maybe a few years older than you like sees your shirt like what's your favorite song
2: yeah, to <laughs> I was like,
3: <laughs> I, could ne- I could never answer. So I was like, oh, shit. So I didn't want to be caught with my pants down. So I got a list here. So I got uh, one thing. That I just want to give a shout out because I just started listening to it yesterday, but it's almost been on repeat since. Pharmacist. Have you guys checked that out? No. Uh,
1: Pharmacist? Oh, dude,
3: it's an absolute heater. I've seen – and um, maybe you guys have seen the album art floating around. It's very reminiscent of like ignorance exalted. Obviously, it's like a real gore collage, but it kind of has like greens, you know, kind of slime greens and yellow kind of colorway. But yeah, check that out. That. Yeah, I have seen that artwork. It is incredible. It's like very, very like early carcass inspired, or maybe like a uh, impetigo. Right. Um, yeah, it's just sick. Like, but <laughs> it's pretty heavy. It's pretty awesome. I listened to, to, to nothing that over out, over all last week. Yeah, here, you know what? Give me one second, I just had it uh, pulled up. I'll get the album title here for you. It's a it's a pretty cool one. Let's see, is it, um,
0: Medical Renditions of Grinding? That's the one, yeah, thanks, man. You're, you're
3: a little quicker than me.
0: Yeah, Medical Renditions oh. of Grinding Decomposition. It totally looks like a carcass record. I've totally seen this, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Please.
3: that's an awesome one, man.
1: Um, oh yeah i'll fuck with this Lou, yeah so good
3: I, it's been a is, repeat
1: isn't tomorrow a, a band camp friday i'm not too yeah. sure i should know this i, I don't even have I, a band camp though. i think it is i don't know it, uh, anyway go ahead go ahead with your list and we'll come back to that no if that's
3: the case i want to buy that shit i want to support them on friday because i just that's found okay. it yesterday and i've been listening to it so much and i'm not going to lie i was like i was like oh shit cuz they're from japan i was like i'd love to release this on tape um i found i guess it, another label is but it was like it was one of those labels that only has a facebook you know I couldn't find any information about them so i'm like really yeah. trying to get my hands on the yeah. tape so i hope i hope he does the release justice whoever runs the label cuz it's a fucking sick release so i'm pr- i'm pretty excited about getting my hands yeah. on a copy of that
1: i'll check it out
3: oh yeah and then uh just the I know we already talked about fluids, but I've just been bumping fluids nonstop pretty much. I, I think I think they're the heaviest band in the world right now. I would like confidently say that. That shit just it I feel is. it in my fucking phone when I listen to it. Obscenely,
1: <laughs> <in fluids>. obscenely <laughs> heavy.
3: It is crazy. It's just wild. Just like that I don't even know what you get that crunchy, like fuzzy ass bass tone, just like so distorted. It's like, God, you just feel it in your whole body you know
2: it's, um, kinda, it's kinda, just kind of like
3: they like vibrating your bones. like um. piled, bagged,
0: tagged, clogged like that shit just fucking cracks me up. Oh, I love that. It's Hell so yeah. great. Yeah.
1: You, I was I, I told Jan the other day that they need to do like a remix album where all of the songs are fucking in future tense. So like oh. instead of like seared, it'll be like <laughs> will sear. And Will Dump, <laughs> pending Seer, Will Hall Hell yeah. and Will Chop. And I don't think that he took me seriously. It was very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
3: save it. You could release your own, uh, your own album, Liquid. That's what I'll, yeah. You got I'll, it, bro.
1: Uh, I'll do an unlicensed Fluid Remix bootleg. We'll put it out. We'll put it out, DCL. Hell out yeah. There. All right, what else Liquid,
3: you got, man? Uh, autumn of 2022, Liquid's coming out. That's you, man. Um, we got <laughs> <laughs> outside of uh yeah, so we got pharmacists, fluids. Uh, next on the list is Carnal, lecherous acts of
1: hedonism. You, nice, nice, Julie. You fuck with Carnal at all? And you got car- I know you're a big brutal deaf guy. I, I you're hitting me with a bunch of shit that I'm not familiar with, man.
2: And if he's not, dude. So, so this with
3: carnal, like, carnal, I'm a, I'm not gonna lie. I found out about them because I saw the logo and I loved it. So I feel like the importance of a sick logo definitely serves a
1: purpose (laughs) (laughs) oh fuck is that what that is okay i'm looking at it right now and i've seen the logo before and i've i'm familiar with new standard elite that's their label of course uh i've seen this yeah man i just never knew what it said it is so good they're from new zealand the album came out in 2019
3: it's real raw and not overproduced at all and that's like a a common critique of brutal death
2: and and slammy
3: shit so it it sounds like it could have fucking came out in like 1996, but not like trying to do so on purpose. Does that make if that makes sense? You know, of course,
1: yeah. It's yeah.
3: just yeah, it's just really fucking raw and just comes off that way. It's like really genuine and and which is like really refreshing for brutal death. I it came out last year. I didn't find out about it until 2020, but I think it's probably one of my favorite releases that came out. It's pretty sick, and and I the logo is just like. Yeah, the logo's out there too. It's like almost looks like like Sanskrit or something, you know, just how the fonts kind of formatted
0: yeah, it, It's pretty
1: neat, for sure. You know, it, it's not abnormal to not be able to read these kinds of logos, but it's it's um, it's illegible in a different way. It's pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely.
3: And then just just a couple more shameless plugs. Hate inclination
2: pre-orders
3: yes, yeah. uh, to launching tomorrow. Well, actually, by the time this goes live get your pre-order
2: yes. order it <laughs> nice
3: nice <laughs> so, hey, nice yeah man and then uh one other band we're actually going to be working with them so i mentioned a uh, snuffed on site and then we're going to be working with a band called a uh, defecatory it's actually one dude from uh, uruguay i don't want to give too many details uh but it's like we're actually going to be coordinating with two other labels to kind of launch simultaneously oh, so sweet. one label's out of malaysia one's out of chile so they're going to uh, do the South American, the Asian, and we're going to do the U.S. release. That's, so it's going to be pretty awesome. How that's do you feel about awesome, finding man. something like that? Like, how does that work? Dude, honestly, the bands or the label from Malaysia that's releasing it reached out to me. I just ah. already assumed because I know they released. Um, and I'm still getting new to this as well. I don't necessarily know if a lot of small labels do international shipping. So it seems like a lot of it's regional. So I just assumed that label kind of already, um, Okay. I guess the release was spoken for. So I just reached out. You know, we were already friends on the gram and we we're talking about it. I said, damn, that Death story is awesome. And he just asked that uh, if we want to do the U.S. release.
0: Badass, so great. I,
3: Great. yeah, it's just, it's so incredible just how, I don't want to say like not to discredit anybody who's running like a hella successful label because it is an incredible amount of work, but I'm just like, just kind of surprised how incredibly easy it is. Like, a band like Ruin, like, I was like, oh, man, I love this band. Listened to them before. I just honestly just reached out with a DM and asked if they were going to release it on tape. The dude Mike from the band so cool. He's just like, yeah, let's do volume two. You want to do volume one as well? I said, fuck yeah, let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) And that was that. That, It's that easy. Absolutely. Well, he told me later that he kind of, oh, I mean, we were talking and we messaged and they actually, he pretty much said, yeah, they were so laid back. The amount of tapes they asked for was really low. I offered more. He said he pretty much just wanted to support the label. He knows we're up and coming. And he pretty much called Ruin just a DIY punk band. You know, kind of that place fucking like, filthy ass death metal. So That's it was great. pretty cool, you know? That's fucking great to hear. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, those are the things I'm most excited about. I mean, just a few like pharmacists, fluids, and carnal. And then I've been bumping a lot of hate and inclination and uh, deprecatory. So the deprecatory tapes, gonna be an EP and a demo. The EP is already currently out. Um so go check check it out on their bandcamp. It's it's some really, really awesome shit. It's really so good.
2: good.
0: Awesome man. Well you you got some fans for life here bro for,
2: yeah, sure. for sure dude we, love, we, we are love what
1: you're about we are into it.
3: Thanks man I'm I'm really glad like I said I'm super excited you guys asked me to be on the podcast. My favorite I think my favorite episode to date I just listened to it recently, the uh, J Dog from uh, Hell's Headbangers.
0: Oh yeah, that was that was one that was just me and him, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. That was that was that was an awesome one, man. I love. Obviously, I, I really yeah. love the Perfect. Desert Wasteland Productions because those are the homies. But um,
2: that's, that's just a really successful
3: up. label, and I. Yeah, it was cool to get get an insight because those guys are doing it for a living. Um, been doing it a long time, so it was really valuable there. But even yeah. more so, I just got really fucking stoked that that dude's just a huge bodybuilding nerd. Oh, yeah. We oh, talked yeah. about
0: bodybuilding more than we talked about metal, I think.
3: <laughs> dude, and, and, I'm not, not going to lie. I, I enjoyed the metal part, but I just thought, I thought it was awesome that this fucking dude who runs this real successful death metal label goes to the Olympia every year, you know, knows like all the major bodybuilders by name. And that dude's fucking jacked. I, that was I, after I listened to the podcast, I looked him up and I... I'm not gonna lie, I got a little heated. I was hoping to be the most jacked death metal label operator, but
1: that runs <laughs> money. <laughs> that gives you a fucking—that's a goal, though, man. That's how you keep your goals. Now you got somebody to go after. That's a exactly. Video.
0: Death comes lifting video content. You and him head to head in the gym. Who's oh, dude, straight up,
3: we'll get Sean in there too. Sean's way stronger than I am, but you know, I got some calves, definitely. So, I'll, I'll, flex, yeah, so I'll, I'll flex them. <laughs> we're all a balance. We come together
0: like Voltron.
1: Get you boys some After masks losing. and fucking go to town.
0: Yeah,
1: shoulders got Hell the yeah, audio. man!
3: I got the flexibility. But what about what about for you guys? Have you guys been able to be get in the gym regularly, or what are you guys doing with your fitness?
1: That is the gym.
3: Yeah, the whole thing.
0: I just I dude, I, I, the I,
3: chainsaw I, in the basement. Chainsaw yeah. in the basement, man.
0: Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere I go is the gym. I work at a gym. It's been, it's like half open. So whenever I can squeeze in a workout then there, I'll do that. But uh, I do a lot of body weight shit. I do a lot of Batman shit. I do uh, just a bunch of different stuff. So I make it all all work no matter what. I have kettlebells everywhere. So I kind of just do stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Kinda in the same boat, doing prison shit around the house. I uh, I just I couldn't go back to my gym, man. Things are it is, I'm in South Carolina, and it's it's just a fucking it's crazy here. It's not it's not a good idea to be out, and so I have done you know stick to my my cardio routine, just uh, going around outside. But then inside, I got some uh, doing some body weight stuff, and then I've also got some resistance bands that have been absolute lifesavers. That shit. Yep. that shit hits you in muscles you didn't even know you had man gets you fucking sore in ways that the gym never did so i mean yeah, yeah. oh yeah it's going good we're sticking you know we're we're making it through but, yeah oh we'll, yeah yeah it doesn't
3: take over. much man it's real this whole situation's real humbling because i mean i i actually lost some weight through it but i was you know going into the quarantine i was about like 270 pounds so even just on a set of 10 push-ups was yeah.
1: effective, no
3: doubt. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. How, yeah, how, how it, out of
1: I truly was. <laughs> it's 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 crazy how fast it stacks up. With uh, you know, in a situation like this, I think that a lot of people are experiencing this 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 kind of quarantine, shut in shit. I don't think anybody's ever really dealt with anything like this. You know, anybody in our age group, or even our parents, for that matter. You know, and so you got people who are having a hard time adjusting and you know, getting out of shape a little bit, a little bit of weight gain and all that. But hopefully as this becomes, because this shit's not going away. Hopefully as it becomes a more normal part of our lives and we learn to compensate for it, people are able to start getting back into physical routines to make them feel good. Because that's, that's what it's all about, you know.
0: And that's what we want to provide for them too. Hell yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. Content.
1: Totally, yeah.
3: It's been cool too. I've just been finding like alternate, like we've just been getting out. We Fortunately, we live real close to a river. So things, I was always just putting so much emphasis on just the gym and lifting weights. But I mean, just overall health, I'm putting a more emphasis. I'm eating a lot less now, which is just overall feeling good. You know, I'm not stressing getting so much protein or anything. I've actually been eating mostly vegetarian the past couple of weeks. But I've like been, yeah, I've been feeling pretty good, man. It's it's awesome. I, I feel like it's just, it's forced me to put a little more focus on other things, like just something as simple as walking or just general wellness, you know? So that's awesome. Uh, I mean,
0: that's, and that's,
1: that's awesome to hear. to
0: hear. Yeah. It's a good time to get introspective with your health and see what you really need versus like chasing weight at the gym or something like that. So yeah. I found that myself too. Glad to hear that. Yeah,
1: of course.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, things are uh, things are winding down here in the in the rifts and lifts and lifts and rifts camp. So as we approach the end of the episode, first he of all, it's been talking. amazing. It's been amazing talking to you. Um we got a question for you. You know what it is. He knows what it is.
0: He's did his homework.
2: I know what it is, man.
3: Are you are you prepared? I know Yes, but you guys aren't going to like the answer. I'm, I'm letting you guys down, man. All but right, go man. ahead anyways.
2: <laughs>
1: what is your favorite Black Sabbath album?
3: I got to be honest with you guys. I'm not a huge Black Sabbath fan. <laughs> and I feel like I'm really letting you guys down, but uh, I had to keep it 1,000 with you. I had to let you know. But you I know, would say man. it would definitely... It would definitely be between Master of Reality or Sabotage.
2: So, okay, <laughs> okay. that's cool. <laughs>
1: you know, that's Great that's an is. answer. That's an answer. answer. Sabbath is for everybody. Even if you've only ever heard one record, and even if you only marginally liked it, it's part of your soul. It's part of your being. So, yes, those are both. Oh no, I don't. I don't.
3: I don't turn it off. I just said that because that's like the common split. I feel like there's uh, every time on your show, there's like somebody in the camp of Master of Reality or Sabotage. So yeah, I just went with
1: that sad, answer.
3: What I mean? Yeah, Zach. Oh, Zach man. is
1: the Zach is the hardcore sabotage guy, and the, you know I love sabotage too. But it has been interesting how many people have said that it's their favorite when we've asked that question because it is. I feel like kind of a rare pick. A lot of times you're you're gonna hear like Master, you're gonna hear Paranoid uh, every now and then, Volume Four. But sabotage is sabotage. Fucking rules. So if you if you haven't given it a whole lot of time before, I recommend. Getting sabotaged, put that motherfucker on and just let it play all the way through. It's interesting. It's a ride. It'll take it you is.
2: a
3: ride. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to dig into it. And I thought that was cool last week when you guys had Tori Bell on. That was like her answer. And Zach, you got hella stoked. That was- I did. That was- <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got stoked <laughs> for you guys.
1: Thank you. <laughs> that shit was you. awesome. I'm so happy about it. That's, that, that rules. Well, You're man, good. I, I got to tell you, this has been uh, an absolute pleasure. It is everything that I thought it would be. We always end up saying at the end of these conversations how stoked we are when we get to talk to people and they turn out to be as cool as we hope they were. So you're definitely in that camp and we appreciate your time, brother. 100%.
3: That, hell yeah, thank you guys. And just, I mean, I, I keep saying, hey, reach out, reach out, to, to telling people to reach out. If anybody has any questions for me, like you guys see what we're doing and you, you want to do something yourself, yo, I am so accessible. I'll give you my fucking cell phone number, text me, hit me up, whatever. Like I just, I, I love we love music i love putting out music but honestly like first and foremost the releases aside we just made some pretty good ass friendships with some of these guys in these bands
1: you know i talk to that's them awesome. regularly
3: almost every day and that's what more so than anything that's
1: what it's holding me about for me for sure that's cool as fuck and if you're listening out there you now have an in he's doing it for the and, right and
3: and it's about the money but first oh, and first, God. mostly, the friendship. <laughs> Big bucks, baby.
2: All right, Mike. Absolutely.
3: We'll,
0: we'll be in touch. Dude. I'm going to take you up on those offers, man. We're going to talk. We're going to talk some deals oh. some business. It's
3: Absolutely. True. Hell, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys, and have a good rest of your evening. And thanks for being so flexible. I know it's, like, hard with different time zones and everything,
0: but
1: I'm oh, glad yeah, we were we, able to coordinate it. Our pleasure. We are glad to make it work. We appreciate your time. Thank you.
3: Hell
1: yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. All right, buddy. Say the same thing that we always say. Well,
0: we do. How lucky
1: are we that we always get people who turn out to be cool? One of these days, we're going to get somebody who turns out to be a dick, and I don't know how we're going to deal with it. We're
0: going to deal with it fine. I think it's just like how he said we his label chooses music how successful labels choose music it just happens just how we choose guests like we just know you know what I, mean? I think
1: i think you're onto something it's an organic process where we end up talking to really cool people just naturally
0: yeah and if you're not cool they're not going to agree to be on this fucking show There's probably nothing. right you know what i mean?
1: think that that's probably a safe assumption so i think we're doing great man same here, man. We're going to get back and we're going to do it again real soon. We got yes. another guest lined up. It's going to be awesome. If you're listening out there, stay tuned. The best is yet to come, even though everything that's come so far has been fucking awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. We're just getting heated up, man. We're just we D right now.
1: We are indeed. We got plenty of ideas. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Always. always good to talk to you. Take care of yourself. Stay safe up there. Be healthy
2: and we will talk soon. Same to you, brother. Much He's work. out. Bye, buddy.